And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Digital detox. Could you do it? I know. I don't know. I I mean, this sounds easy enough, right? This company uh, has started a digital detox challenge. Get paid $1,000 to disconnect in an RV for a weekend. Think to yourself, yeah, I could do that. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could. One random winner going to get paid $1,000 to give up technology for a weekend and camp in an RV at a U.S. national park. All you have to do is rent the RV, which they say they will reimburse you for, and head to the national park campsite. They say they're going to pay you $400 up front, uh, the remaining $600 upon completion, and you'll get reimbursed for the RV rental, your mobile hotspot, and food up to $1,000. You know, they say you won't be able to capture Instagram-worthy shots on your phone or tweet about how the fresh smell of pine is. No technology is allowed beyond what you need to reach your destination safely, at least until the third night. Then they want you to fill up your gas tank and hit the Wi-Fi and recap your digital detox days. So it's uh, satelliteinternet.com. They're looking for uh, someone who's 25 years or older, eligible to work in the U.S. They're going to choose a winner on September 23rd. The candidate must accept by the 30th. So you get seven days after they choose a winner. And you have to meet the criteria, right? You got to give them your name. Your uh, Make sure you're over 25. You're authorized to work in the United States. Do you own an RV? What state do you live in? What's the closest national park near you? And then you enter the contest and they will choose a winner. If you win, you have to do what they say, right? They give you 400 bucks up front and you have to get an RV, which they're going to reimburse you for if you don't already own one. And, you know, they'll pay for your mobile hotspot and your food up to $1,000. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. No problem. Two days? Two days, pretty sure I could do two days. You? I don't know. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So now we're supposed to hate John Boyd. Now he's been voicing conservative causes and issues forever and have been a Trump supporter for quite some time. But since he voiced the opening remarks at the National Convention, Oh, no, we can't have that. So I see where Frank Whaley, and if you don't know who Frank Whaley is, look him up. He's an actor. He's been in a a lot of stuff. But he was on Ray Donovan and uh, where John Voight was part of Ray Donovan, too, a big part of it. I loved Ray Donovan on Showtime. Uh, Liv Triber, great. Uh, I loved it. All seven seasons, I believe. Uh, So after Monday night, Frank Whaley tweeted, F. John Voight. On Ray Donovan, he slapped me across the face in the middle of a scene because he couldn't keep up, then denied doing it. He forgot about the still photographer who was on set. Bottom line, John Voight is a major D asterisk asterisk K. Hashtag RNC convention 2020. So he claims that uh, in a scene, uh, John Voight, Mickey Donovan, uh, was having this... uh, dealing with Whaley, who was an FBI agent, uh, and then they slapped him across the face during the scene. Now, the alleged assault, as they're calling it. Now, I would say that uh, maybe it was part of the scene. That, you know, look, that show is a big guy show. No question. I loved it. But it's a big guy show. And it's very possible that uh, John was just ad-libbing, slap-lipping. <laughs> Plus, if Frank is that much of a douche, it's been, what, since 2013 that this happened? Something like that? I mean, it's been a long time, right? What was the, I got to see what year it was that that they filmed this. Yeah, 2013. Now, John is 81. I've met him a couple of times. He's been at a couple of uh, our events. He's, you know, I like him. He's He's a funny guy. And, uh, in fact, when he was at our event, I mean, the Ray Donovan stuff was great. I, I, I wish that I had been a fan of Ray Donovan at the time that I met him the last time, because I would have loved to talk to him about it. 
And I'm sure he would have loved that too. But anyway, uh, we're supposed to hate him now. And so thanks, Frank Whaley, for showing your true colors. It's been uh, seven years. And now since you hate Trump so much, you're going to bash John Voight because of that. Okay. All right. No problem. Of course, he gets uh, he gets uh, friends on Twitter bashing him as well. And then we find out that Ray Donovan was the most toxic set I ever worked on. And it's known for being horrible to actors. Nobody talks about it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, since it hasn't been on for quite some time, um, guess that's why nobody talks about it. And of course, uh, we heard from Kathy Griffin who chimed in. I love you that you told us this. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kathy. And John, uh, John, the 81-year-old John Voigt is really upset. I don't know how he'll go on. I know it's not the break room yet, but I need a drink anyway of an ice-cold beverage. We'll still go to the break room, calm down. So back to the... Uh, Farewell, Falwells. Uh, Jerry has, uh, Jerry Jr., has uh, said that he's relieved after resigning from Liberty University amid the scandal. He's finally free at last, says Jerry. And he's, you know, told that, uh, you know, his former business partner and pool boy, uh, Giancarlo Granada, um, you know, that sure the affair happened, but what he's saying is not true. He's denied that. And so is Becky. Uh, the wife has denied that Jerry liked to watch. I'm losing confidence. I'm losing the smile on my face. If it was just you having an affair and Jerry not, be, not being a part of it. <laughs> I'm losing my, my fandom of you, if that's true. And I guarantee you that his uh, his big out, if there's no more fallout, look, he got a $10 million, $10.5 million payout from Liberty, which isn't bad. I mean, that's... All right, here's $10.5 million. Okay, all right, I won't do anything more with your university. I'll take the $10.5 million. Now, they've, the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to, a $10.5 million might not be that much, but it's something, right? So we'll see. And I'm sure that he's got other financial investments that are bringing in some cash for him that aren't going to go away just because of an affair, even if it was the watching affair. We'll see how the uh, extortion goes from Granada. Uh, Since it's all out like this, I would say that the extortion is pretty much done, right? You came through. You said what you said happened. They denied it. You got them out of their work at Liberty. They got paid. Now what do you do? Now what do you do? Because you got nothing else. So who won? I mean, I'm thinking the Falwells won. And their, you know, their world, they may have lost a little bit, but maybe not. You know, they're struggling people. They're struggling Christians. They can ask for forgiveness and do something else. Plus, if it comes right down to it, like we said yesterday, uh, he says, uh, hey, guess what? I'm gay. And uh, now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? It'll be fun to watch, though. Have you heard of Aaron Coleman? Well, he is uh, running for state legislature in Kansas. Now, he's 19 years old. And all the headlines call him the revenge pornographer. An admitted revenge pornographer. Now, he won the uh, he won the last race to get in to get into the uh, get into the vote. Fourteen vote victory over the incumbent. Okay, and he had admitted harassing young girls online as a better middle schooler. Circulating a naked photo of another teen also urged Republican candidates not to wear a mask during the pandemic in the hopes they would contract COVID-19. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Now, they claimed after he won, look, you can't. 
you you got to get out of the race. This is ridiculous. And if you get out of the race, we're going to let the the other guy take your place. And this is just going to be over. You're too much of a bad guy. You're too much of a flawed individual. Wait, what? No, he's admitted he's a flawed individual. On top of which, uh, the party can go take a hike. Uh, he won. And so, I mean, he said he was going to drop out. And then he decided, nope. You know what? I'll withdraw from the race. And then yesterday he was like, you know what? No, I'm staying. Uh, you know what? I'm staying in the race. That's the way it goes. I, I say yes to that. You don't want him. You don't want him in office. Don't vote for him. But he's already admitted to all that stuff. The revenge pornography. Okay. Come on. He's a teenager. I mean, he's only 19 now. How much of a bad guy could he have been? Wait, don't answer that. All right, we'll talk a little RNC. Just a little. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it. I mean, there's... I watched it. Oh, man, I made it through it all. I watched on C-SPAN through YouTube. Uh, approximately, uh, according to this, last night, the first night, uh, the very first night for those of you listening live on the 26th of August, 2020, last night was the first night apparently c-span numbers uh were great compared to the dnc numbers now i will say while that's great a c-span was i think the only place that you could find the rnc convention being aired without commentary I can't take the commentary. I did watch a little bit of the ABC just to see what they were saying. I couldn't. I lasted I lasted longer than I thought on ABC. Then I watched a little uh, CNN. I, could, I didn't last very long there. And then I went to Fox to see what they're doing. I couldn't take it there either. I mean, let them speak. They kept cutting them off and cutting the speeches off because they wanted to talk. Well, just do your show then. Just don't carry the speech, but they want to say that they're or the convention, but they want to say they're carrying the convention, but they still want to have their piece said on their show. Well, uh, you know, good luck having it both ways because I just want to hear the convention. You know, if I'm here, let just let me hear the convention. You can give me your commentary after. How about that? How about that? All the all the talking mouthpieces. How about you just air the convention and then you come on and air your grievances or air, you know, the good stuff that you liked and loved. Then maybe I want to hear some of your commentary, but not during. Okay. Not during, but we got to have that. So apparently it's the numbers are still way down though. Right. Uh, according to this, the last year's, uh, numbers, or I mean the last convention were huge uh last week's 2020 democratic national convention tanked viewership was down as much as 42 percent of the broadcast networks now that having been said uh you know were there's a lot of numbers where people are watching not on the broadcast networks right because i was watching last week and i watched through the amazon app which you know, if they were just to air the whole thing and I could find it, I'd watch it there probably because I'm, I, you know, I was watching something on Amazon as it is. I, at least last week I was in the middle of a series that I was, you know, bitching. But I was already there. So you know, I went there, but I couldn't find it. So I ended up going to YouTube and watching C-SPAN through YouTube because YouTube TV doesn't have C-SPAN. I, I know, I know, it's weird. I don't understand it either. But that's the way it goes. Now, they claim here most networks, including Fox, ABC, CNN, averaged uh, 18.68 million viewers. 28% plunge from opening night of 2016. Wow. Wow. And, of course, the the big uh, viral blow-up was Kimberly Guilfoyle's speech. And, uh, you know, that's worth going viral because she was... Uh, she was, what's the word I'm looking for? Loud? No. Uh, impassioned? Yeah. We'll just, well, you know what? We'll leave it at those two words. <laughs> Loud and impassioned. And last night, of course, we have 
you know, it was there were some good speeches. There were some good good people on last night, and of course, Melania, you know, was the was the anchor, the keynote uh, last night from the rose garden that she destroyed. <laughs> Just silly, and uh, she really looked nervous through the whole thing. Uh, what she said was fine, and I believe that she loves the children. Don't look at me like that. I just believe that she does. She cares for him. But she just, she's uncomfortable. She looks uncomfortable. What do you make her do it for? I mean, Don makes her go out there and do do her thing. And, and I get it. You want to hear from the first lady. But, you know, do you want to hear that long of a speech from the first lady when she's uncomfortable doing it? Let her do what she does. Show her doing what she does as first lady and... Let her intro in and out some segments and, you know, she doesn't have to give this impassioned speech that people are just going to beat her up on. And they did. And they did. I mean, she took a beating and it's not, you know, oh my God, she has an accent. Oh, the, the horror of the accent. Stop it. Stop it. And then we have, you know, the story that came out either yesterday or the day before where uh, Melania's one-time friend and aide, Stephanie winston Wolkoff will reveal tapes of her disparaging Trump and making harsh comments about Ivanka in bombshell book about First Lady. I can't wait to see what they're considering. A bombshell. Because what they have claimed to be bombshells in the last three years have not been bombshells. So we'll see. Tonight you've got Pence and Burgess Owens. He'll be great. And Laura Trump. If you're a Trump, eh, you're speaking at the convention. If you're a Trump, if you're a girlfriend of a Trump, if you're a, if you're a boyfriend of a Trump, you know, you're speaking. You're speaking at the convention. That's what it is. You're going to talk about how great Donald Trump is. That's period. That's what's going to happen. So uh, then tomorrow, uh, we're going to have Ivanka and Donald. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting, interesting the next couple of nights. Is it worth watching? I mean, I feel like I have to, I feel like I'm, I feel like I have to for you, for you. Do you have to? No, just, you know, catch the highlights and I'll let you know if anything big happens or somebody tanks really bad, but, oh, we got Christy Nome tonight too. Wow. There's some big names tonight. She'll be good. Oh, and Kellyanne Conway. She's going to be out tonight. That'll be great tonight because she'll be able to say, bye. You all know I still hate my husband, but I love my children. We're still together and got to go. Bye. <laughs> oh, we get both pences today too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, if you are anywhere close to arm's length of Trump, you're speaking at the convention. I'm surprised guys like, you know, Mark Levin and John Hannity aren't speaking. At the convention. I know they have shows to do, so I understand. All right, let's go to the break room. I do need another drink. I had something in my throat today. You can quote me on that. Who are you, a Falwell? Oh, no, just stop. Just stop. Hey, remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Please, I'll just be nice today. I don't want to holler at you. I don't want to tell you, call you freeloader. I don't want to call you, you know, some people would call you dumb. Some people would call you, uh, you know, hateful, hurtful, any of that stuff. That's not me. What I want to do is just, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, just become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, okay? Just subscribe to the podcast. Choose a platform that you like to use and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. So you have iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, there's a few, and you can subscribe or you can choose. We're available darn near everywhere. And you just choose that platform and subscribe to Chewing the Fat, Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. 
You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor at Jeff Fisher Radio. Oh, and I just went on a new one last night that I saw that I was supposed to now be a part of that is called Clout Hub. Not sure about it, but I read about it somewhere, so I logged in and joined Clout Hub. I'm not real sure what, you know, if it's good, bad, or indifferent, but I went there and became a part of it anyway, just in case. That one is at Jeffy. <laughs> Maybe I'll log back in and get a chewing the fat too. But don't be doing don't don't you be doing it. Just I'll get it, okay? Don't be mean and doing that. But I did get at Jeffy, unlike Twitter. At Jeffy won't give it up. He does not like me at all. Anyway, that's an old story. Uh, so subscribe to Chewing the Fat Podcast if you are not a subscriber. Thank you. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Congratulations to Tijuana. You guys. You guys are on fire. I mean, I mean, literally firing because uh, they've surpassed 1,300 murders so far this year. Yay! And when you think to yourself, wow, is that a record? Yeah, no. I mean, they're on their way to, you know, set a record, but that's not the record. Now, they are the most violent city in the world for two years in a row. I mean, congratulations to Tijuana again. And incredible that Mexico is now on track to reach 35,000 homicides for 2020. That will be a record. Wow. That is incredible. And I do mean incredible. I mean, Tijuana right now, according to this story, right, has 1305. Now, in 2018, they had 2,519, which was a record year. But Mexico is on pace to have 35,000 homicides? Wow. Wow. I mean, I, f- I feel like Anne Heche in the movie Volcano. Wow. And speaking of wow, this wow doesn't really matter. You know, they're trying to make a big deal out of it, but it's not going to matter. Look, the medical examiner for George Floyd says now that a fentanyl overdose may have been the cause of George Floyd's death. <laughs> What an idiot. What an idiot. So according to Dr. Andrew Baker, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner, no physical evidence suggesting that Mr. Floyd died of asphyxiation according to documents obtained. (laughs) What an idiot. Now there were notes that showed uh, how high the levels were in his system. But we already knew that he had fentanyl in his system. We already knew that he had methamphetamine in his system. We already knew that he had COVID-19. We already knew that he was not following commands. We've seen the video of him uh, not wanting to get into the back of the police car. Prior to, he didn't want to get out of his car. Um, We already knew all that. And we were still all on the same page. He should not have died with this policeman's knee on his neck. Period. And I'm still so angry at the other police officers who were standing there and not saying, okay, dude, that's enough. Get up. Now, sure, he may have died after that. But to have the eight-minute video of your knee on his neck, these I mean, it doesn't matter. They could have said that that they can say now that that police officer's knee and I don't even forgive me. I don't remember his name. They could even say that 
there's no way in the world and by they i mean the the coroner's office and every other doctor and expert in the world can say there's no way that that knee from the police officer on george floyd's neck caused his death do you believe it because i don't i mean sure do i believe that it's possible and that it's true absolutely does the world no 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 so it doesn't mean anything doesn't doesn't mean a darn thing but they keep trying and good for them yeah this is this is part of the problem of why what's his face doesn't want to try them you know he puts it all together he's going to put all his eggs in one basket and you know maybe you get a jury that says well Andrew Baker, the doc, the medical examiner, the professional said, you know, there was no physical evidence suggesting that he died of asphyxiation. And you're trying to tell me that it was the asphyxiation from the knee that killed him. And he said there was no way. And so they find the police officers not guilty. You think they're burning the city down now. <laughs> There is good. You think California fires are burning right now? Whoa. Good luck. Good luck. Speaking of California fires, you know, we talked yesterday about, I think it was yesterday. I don't remember anymore. Um, where the governor is having an issue because he let all the prisoners out um, to be free of COVID-19 couldn't be in jail anymore. And now those were the same prisoners that they used to fight fires. And now they have a shortage of people to fight all the fires that are going on. Well, then I see a story that says LA jail refuses to turn 25,000 criminal, illegal migrants, immigrants, I'm sorry, over to ICE. 25,000 illegal immigrants over to ICE. Now, while I disagree with that wholeheartedly, why don't we, and let's ask Sheriff Alex Villanueva if we could use those immigrants to fight fires. They're already here. Go ahead. Let's get them out there. We need, we need the help. See if he'll let it happen. But he already said He's not going to uh, transfer transfer offenders to Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Okay. Okay. How you get away with that as a sheriff? I don't know. I don't know. But they are. They are. And as long as we're talking about prisoners, uh, our girl, Jelaine Maxwell, the judge said, yeah, no, you know, you wanted those identities unmasked. Nope. Of the three accusers. Nope. We're not doing that. And, oh, you're tired of being in uh, solitary confinement and the jail really sucks. So you want to get down to gen pop? Yeah, no. Yeah. We're not going to do that either. Eh. But hey, the request is premature for the alleged victims. But you can have more access to some of the materials in your case. You just cannot mask the, the alleged victims. Oh, okay. I mean, they got it out for her. And, you know, you say, well, maybe, maybe she deserves it, right? Maybe she deserves it. But, boy, they really, they really. And if I'm her attorneys, I am fighting that tooth and nail. They really have got her and Jeffrey conflated. And so I don't know that she ever gets out of that. And maybe she should. Speaking of people that can't get out of their past, have you seen the OJ Simpson video? It is amazing. So I, I watched it this one time. What it is, OJ's at a nightclub, a place 
uh, Jing Lounge, J-I-N-G Lounge in Summerlin, Nevada. All right. And it's a, you know, it's a bar and, and, uh, I thought originally when I, when, you know, I first looked at it, I thought, oh, this is pre COVID. I mean, the place is packed and nobody is wearing a mask. You have to look. There's some waitresses. There's some people that are working there wearing a mask, but any of the regular drinkers and partiers, nobody wearing a mask. And there's no social distancing. There's none of that. OJ is taking pictures. He's got his arm around a couple of people. I mean, he's holding court. And he's OJ Simpson. He should. Give me a break. He's OJ Simpson. However, it got me thinking. Like, I, I want businesses to be open. Good for them. I want people to decide if they want to go out with or without a mask. It's up to you. This is America. We need to be back. We need to... We need to be America again. And you know the risks. I mean, we we don't know that it was the uh, the party that uh, Usain Bolt had a week or so ago for his birthday party that was mask-free, but, you know, now he's got COVID-19. <laughs> and NBC News thinks, uh, you know, Usain Bolt is Kevin Hart. Kind of funny. Not for a lot of people, but it was kind of cute. Uh, I'm glad everyone took it in a a lighthearted way, except for maybe NBCnews.com, who hopefully took the person who was responsible for it and, you know, flogged them out on the street. I hope, I hope that you did that, Lester. Unless, of course, it was you that, you know, did it. Anyway, uh, OJ is at this place, and it is incredible. Incredible. I mean, I want this. I want this to happen. The more I watch, I watch it a couple times, and I, you know, my first reaction is, "Holy cow!" I mean, that's that does not look like anyone is concerned with coronavirus, except for you know the workers are being mandated to wear masks and the place is open. I want that, so I have to stop myself and say, "Good." I'm glad that these people are back. If they get coronavirus, that's their doing. That's what makes America, America, my friends. Okay? I mean, I know that we have, what, 24,185,961 coronavirus cases around the world. We have 826,076 deaths worldwide. Uh, Here in the USA... 5,968,642 total cases. Wow, we are close to 6 million cases. That will happen soon because we have 12,000 new cases according to this, according to uh, World Meters, which, you know, I remember doing it every day for months and I haven't looked at it in a long time. So, wow, the last time I looked, China was way down the list and they still are. That 35th! They haven't even cracked 85,000 yet. That is such a lie. But anyway, they I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be calling China out. We'll get to China in a little bit. Uh, I've got some AI news and some TikTok news about China. But let's take a look at the USA and the states, Nevada. Nevada has 66,413 cases of coronavirus. No new cases as of today. That's huge. And, I mean, the OJ party was, I, I mean, I'm guessing is probably a week or so ago. Maybe not. What's the what's the date on the OJ video? Yeah, about five days ago, five or six days ago. So the video was probably taken, you know, six or seven days ago. So these people are going to start dropping. They're lucky. All these people in this video, the OJ video, are will be dead soon, if you believe the press. So I am all about opening up. And getting back to normal. It was just strange to see. You know, that first reaction is like, holy cow, this has got to be pre-COVID. Because people are laughing and having a good time. And, you know, they're they're hugging and they're taking pictures. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay, my friends. And then, I, and then, like I said, I had to stop and think, no, that's, that's okay. That's, that's what we want. We want, one, if it creates herd immunity, great. Two, some would say, well, maybe we're, you know, thin in the herd. Three, 
let's get america back we need to get i mean the world needs to be open again we can't shut it down anymore we just can't it just can't be it just can't be just can't now i mentioned china just know that the i love these headlines the rise of chinese ai and quantum computing threatens american military tech oh that's only a report to congress Hackers leak alleged internal documents of China's social media surveillance. Oh. Oh. So when President Trump writes the executive order to ban TikTok and then TikTok officially sues the Trump administration over that executive order, uh, you think, well, it's just, they're just funny videos, right? It's just TikTok. Have you noticed that TikTok is the videos that you see on TikTok or at least the videos that I see coming from TikTok are a lot more friendlier right now maybe it's just me but i will say remember i told you that it was reported on from uh jeff brown and his site i'm not sure if it's the brown report or bleeding edge but it's jeff brown and he's been on the blaze network before and and uh, you've heard him talk uh before but his site was reporting that, uh, you know, the TikTok-owned company, remember they just produced videos of people doing, you know, funny stuff, stupid things, and it was, you know, it's really popular. And look, I, according to the review from the new Instagram lives, that TikTok has an advantage on creating those videos. So, you know, maybe they do. Now, they're owned by a Chinese company, uh, Bite Dance or Bit Dance, B Y T E Dance. We'll call it Bit Dance. All right, and uh, that that company has already been fined for violating child privacy laws here in the U.S. But man, eh, don't worry about it. So we find out that uh, what's going on and how information is being sent back to Bit Dance. Right, the app collects everything about a user's phone. It documents the phone's hardware specs and every app that's been downloaded. It pings the phone's GPS location roughly every thirty seconds. Roughly every thirty seconds, it pins your location. It also knows which Wi-Fi networks the users connect to. It documents the address of the router as well as every other device connected to each network. <laughs> we are so doomed wow wow so that it also has the software code that allows it to potentially according to this article download software to android phones and then run that software without the android phone users knowledge software could be anything like malware surveillance software uh that's illegal just so we know uh, and where does the data go? Where does that information go? I wonder where does that go? Oh, I know back to China and bit dance for those. I mean, that is incredible. Now, India has banned it along with 58 other China based apps. And, you know, Trump wants to ban it here in the U S now Trump wants to sell it. And, you know, we hopefully can get rid of the, uh, you know, the, the toxic software that's inside of the app itself. But I mean, do we want that? I mean, that's gotta be, it sounds a little bit more than what Google and Facebook are doing. Maybe not, maybe not, but you hope that it is right. And Facebook gets, we've talked about this before, you know, I mean, they, they, <sighs> I know, I know we've all said, okay, we just want to take the picture. I know, I know, but you know, there's express VPN there, you know, one of the sponsors on the show, you can use them and they will help, you know, keep you, uh, hidden a little bit from what the apps are looking for and what your websites are looking for. When you log onto those websites, that's, you know, that's up to you. It's, this is not a commercial. I don't have express VPN here for you, but it's possible that they could help you with that, but the information and the data that's collected and then sent back to China. And that's, I mean, that's frightening what it's tracking and what it's doing. So, wow. Pings the GPS location every 30 seconds. 
Also knows which Wi-Fi networks the users connect to, address of the router, as well as any other device connected to each network. Oof. I don't know that you want little Buffy creating TikTok videos upstairs while you're downstairs searching through, you know, work emails. I just don't know that you want that. And I know that I thought I thought there was actually a device in this house that had TikTok on it. And it's gone now. Might be too late. It might be too late. They already have the information. But I took a step. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So the airlines are struggling. We've got to talk about those numbers on the airlines. You know, we talk a little bit about the coronavirus numbers. Um, One good thing about disease in Africa yesterday, the continent of Africa was declared wild polio virus free. Yay! (laughs) Yay! I mean, apparently they were still dealing with the polio virus, especially the wild polio virus. So it's been decades in the making. Wild polio paralyzed an estimated 75,000 children in Africa each year in the 90s. Last case was reported in Nigeria four years ago. Now they want to bring you down a little bit in the story. They want you to be happy that it was declared wild polio virus free, but... The fight isn't over yet. Oh, okay. Well, why isn't the fight over yet? Well, it's not over yet because of the vaccine-derived polio. When virus particles and some vaccines mutate to cause paralysis, uh, that still poses a threat in several African countries. Uh, but, but it's typically rare. So they want me to be excited about being wild polio virus-free, but then they want to bring me down. Uh, yeah, the vaccine could still, uh, we're still, we're not, you know, we can't, uh, sure, uh, you know, they're, yeah, I know, yeah, no, we haven't had a case in four years, but still could happen. You could get vaccine polio. Okay, stop it. Let me have the good news, okay? Just let me have the good news, please. So we're looking at uh, American Airlines. Shrinking their headcount by 30%. Delta Airlines furloughing people. Uh, Southwest, I don't know that they're actually furloughing people yet, but they are looking to wheel and deal. They want people flying. Uh, they're giving you can you can get a ticket on Southwest for dirt cheap one way. I don't know about coming back. And oh my gosh, don't forget about Laura barreling down the hurricane. If you are listening to this podcast i hope that you are safe from hurricane laura she just pushed marco the hell out of the way told marco get lost and i'm coming she's a category three may even turn into a four she's picking up steam you know that warm water over the gulf is just strengthening her she's getting stronger and she's gonna make landfall the cone of death is the texas louisiana border along the gulf coast going to do some serious damage you're going to be a hurricane far inland uh if it hits the coast as a a high three or a four i mean that doesn't that doesn't get back to a tropical storm until you know a few hundred miles inland and that's a swath of damage my friends and you can quote me on that so if you are in that cone of wobble get out I mean, you should have already, I hope you're already gone because that's a dangerous place to be. They're looking at at least 10 to 15 feet, maybe more storm surge on top of rain and thunderstorms and tornadoes all involved in the storm on top of the sustained winds, which are, you know, 120, 130 miles an hour. You're, I mean, you're, that is a dangerous storm. So, and wherever Jim Cantore is with the weather channel, and I don't know where he is right, wherever he is, I hope you're not there. 
I mean, that's a fact. So I just went to Jim's Twitter account to see if he had up top where he was at, and of course not. So you have to find out on the Weather Channel, which I do not have in front of me now. But I'm looking at the reports from Laura. It is a dangerous storm. Man, be careful. There's going to be some serious damage. They're looking at possible 145 mile per hour winds. It's going to be dangerous. There's going to be plenty of flooding, plenty of damage, people without power, people without food. Get out. Get out now. Don't try to ride it out. Wow. Just, I, uh, I just want you to be safe because it's going to be, it's going to be do some damage. And if you want to help or can help in any way, go to mercuryone.org and they will lead you in the right direction, either by helping fund or helping voluntary because, uh, they're going to need it. Those people. Wow. I mean, you're looking at uh, that storm is going to make landfall sometime in the next 12 to 16 hours from this recording time. I mean, I'm recording this on the 26th of August, 2020. And about 12 hours, I didn't give you the time, but it's about 1230 in the afternoon right now. And so sometime tonight. That's going to make landfall. Let's see what the Hurricane Center has to say about that. Yeah, the uh, cone of death has stayed pretty stable right now. I mean, hitting that uh, where the Texas-Louisiana border is. And you're making landfall about that sometime tonight. Uh, Sometime tonight or early tomorrow morning. Because it's uh, well inland, according to their forecast, by tomorrow morning, by Thursday morning. So... Man, if you have if you have an opportunity to get away from that storm, do so. Hey, more weather in just a second. Traffic and weather coming up just around the corner. All right, and I'll leave you with uh, a new scam letter. It's kind of the same one, only they've just changed it around a little bit. And you read it and you think, well, you know, maybe I maybe I try. <laughs> Greetings, beloved friend. And I got this email uh, sent to me from Mike at uh, emailed chewingthefatattheblaze.com because I am disappointed that I have not received an email with urgent attention is needed from Major Gary Williams. Okay? I'm, I'm bummed that I have not received this email. Greetings, beloved friend. My name is Major Gary Williams. I am an American soldier presently in Afghanistan for training, advising the Afghan forces and also helping in stabilizing the country against security challenges. With a very desperate need of assistance, I have decided to contact you for your kind assistance to move the sum of $48 million dollars and he's got U.S. 48 million in parentheses with the numbers. And then in words, 48 million United States dollars to you. If I can be assured that my share will be safe in your care until I complete my service. Now, right there, he's got me for 48 million. I'll watch it for you. I promise you'll get your share. <laughs> Some money in various currencies was discovered in boxes at a farmhouse during a rescue operation we conducted in one of the attacks by the terrorists, and it was agreed by my colleagues and I that some part of this money be shared among us. I agree. If that's true, I'm with you. I'm with you. The above figure was given to me as my share. So there was a whole lot more than 48 million, my friends. That's just his share. (laughs) So there's going to be more of his buddies asking for help as well. So you might get an opportunity to get more. I like that. The above figure was given to me as my share and to conceal this kind of money became a problem for me. So with the help of a British doctor working with the Red Cross, 
I was able to get the package out to a safe location entirely out of a trouble spot. Oh, that's cool. He does not know the real content of the package. He believes that it belongs to an American medical doctor who died in a raid here in Afghanistan and before giving up, trusted me to hand over the package to his family. Do you know how big $48 million is? I do not know. No, Jeff, how big is $48 million? Well, let me tell you. I now, I have now found a much secured way of getting the package out of Afghanistan for you to pick up, and I will discuss this with you when I'm sure that you are willing to assist me. I am ready to compensate you with 35% of 48 million USD for your assistance. I do not know how long we will remain here, and I have been shot, wounded, and survived two suicide bomb attacks by the special grace of God. So there you go. It's possible that he gets killed, right? So you don't have to share it. Possible. This and other reasons I will mention later as prompted me to reach out for help. Please contact me as soon as possible with the following details. Full name, full address, tell slash cell numbers, occupation. God bless you as I look forward to your positive response. Truly yours, Major Gary Williams, U.S. Army, Kabul, Afghanistan. Wow. I mean, I almost want to do it. Right? Although he didn't contact me. He contacted Mike. And I'm really bummed about that. I mean, I'm still getting my man, Reem. And he's getting Major Gary Williams. Because Reem, I'm not doing. Reem, you know, I'm questioning Reem. On his $48 But the Major? I'm in. I'm in. And sure, it's it's not $48 It's only 35% of the 48 million. But what if he dies? He's already survived attacks. You know, he might not survive them all. And then it's all mine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 